Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hi, this is Rich Wilson and welcome to an extended edition of Insane in the Membrane. This time, ever the genial hosts, Comedy Central give us a room in which we talk to Dane Baptiste. Insane in the Membrane. And the only thing is they do pick up the phones. So we, have to, oh. we have to fully go airline safe or whatever it's called. Airline safe. That, that became airline safe. Mark Skinner used it as a term. Flat, flat mode. Uh, yeah, I, I went flight mode. <laughs> right, airline I prefer safe. airline safe. Airline, airline safe works, <laughs> man. Um, it's a new phone. I can't find one. Oh, I got it. I put uh, mine's now airline safe. But I've got I need to make a note. But it's flight safe mode, isn't it? Are we flight safe mode? Are we start? Yeah, sorry, I'm trying to get it um, airline safe. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I don't know why uh, airlines say it because they don't really can't really check that intensely whether or not your phone is airline safe. No. I don't really think it affects instruments because at that altitude you don't get reception anyway. And the thing is, sometimes it's good to take a break of that shit as I'm learning, which we will discuss. It's just nice, isn't it? Just yeah. to have, a, have some Spend time some, out. Take a walk in your own head, man. Oh, dude. I mean, I've been reading a lot more since the internet, since since social media, because it. I just so can't, cool. I can't, man. Yeah. It does my fucking head in. It's a global high school. Yeah, so I've been trying to explain to my friends is that the, the massive appeal of social media is that for a lot of people uh, who don't have jobs like ourselves, the uh, social paradigms that you got to observe as like adolescents and stuff, where you have like your immediate circle of school friends, mm. might have some mates around the manor. You, you don't have that anymore once you reach a certain age and you're going to work and basically your uh, experience on a daily basis is normally commute to work, maybe commute home with a kid or family if you have kids, yeah. maybe spend some time with colleagues after work, uh, depending on the day, and then you come home. So the opportunity for you to observe or even maintain uh, relationships, be they platonic or romantic, becomes a lot harder. Yeah, so social media allows you to kind of create this uh, ideal fantasy and also provide a large amount of escapism. Yeah. Especially if you have a line of work where you have like a very menial job or you're working where you're essentially unfilled, then you know it, is, it provides great escapism. And what it means is that uh, for a lot of people, as I'm sure you know, high school or secondary schools where they peak. Yeah, man. Yeah, so definitely. So trying to recreate that same paradigm is why social media comes in because social media, you can be like, make incendiary comments, you can be a troublemaker for the purpose of attention seeking as yeah. that is the currency with social media and really the currency when you're dealing with adolescents anyway. Mm-hmm. Most adolescents' displays are, are attention because again, you're not earning, you can't make money and you can't really affirm your humanity or your validity in society 
when you're an adolescent because you have to go to school and most people tell you what to do, you can't vote, for example. No. So what you do instead is that like, it's a place for attention, whether it's alpha male displays because you're now going through puberty or, you know, same as feminine ones where you're like, you know, trying to show your beauty, which is why when you look at someone like Instagram, all of the people on there, like who are, I guess, uh, being exalted, it's like, this person's attractive or this person stays in shape. We don't know about their journey, who they are, mm. what their political leanings are, just that they look attractive, they have an aesthetic that's pleasing to us, and so therefore we follow them. And you only see that when you're in school, it's like the popular girl, she's like the girl who was mo- you know, she's got the most curves, she's got the yeah. biggest boobs, or the dude who's got a car. We don't question any other, you know, their, their uh, intellectual aptitude or like what their career is going to be, it's just that that person's popular in school because they show some promise in sport and they are aesthetically pleasing. So for a lot of people, once that ends, and you have to enter like the world of work and stuff, then it's a lot more difficult. So that's why everyone wants to regress back to the same thing. Sure. Where, and you know, you look at Instagram and this is why you have like all these splinter groups of people that, you know, you have a, there's a black Twitter and there's like a white supremacist Twitter and there's like mm. LGBT social media, because again, it's usually when you're in your adolescence, you're forced to stratify yourself along these lines because yeah. this is how people contextualize their existence at that age. We haven't got the wisdom of experience. Because when you're a kid, you don't give a shit. And then when you're an adult, you realize it doesn't matter. Yeah. But it's just this, period of adolescence whereby you have the same you have like the body and the secretions of an adult so you have the same urges as an adult but you still have the mind of a child and it's a very fucked up time to be which is why most people hate high school so you say American we hate high school that's why most people end up getting fucking killed like all knife crime is happening people among adolescent age like you know school shootings happen people among adolescent age like places like Bridge and Suicide it's all adolescent Mm. age it's a fucking horrible time to be alive and so now when you look at like how these images and aesthetics you're seeing on Instagram are so unattainable and they're so unrealistic and treated. To me, it's not surprising that now kids are calling themselves non-binary and gender fluid because why the fuck would you want to live up or conform to this mm. idea of hyper-femininity where it's like, um, I've got double D-cut breasts, but then I'm a size six, but then also I'm completely hairless. Yeah. Or as a man, it's like, I'm a real man where I have a beard, but then I have no body hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, does, that aesthetic just doesn't really work naturally. No. So it's not surprising kids are like, I, that, this culture is so damaging to me and generates so much anxiety. No wonder kids are like, I don't want to be either of these things. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Because yeah. these binary extremes of hyper-femininity <clears throat> of having like the uh, complexion of a Brazilian woman but being as hairless as an Asian woman but having the bum of a black woman <laughs> at the same time, but then at the same time, as, and as a guy, it's like, you know, you're supposed to be able to have a lifestyle which affords you all this opulence of like mm. eating at like Michelin star restaurants and then having like the best cars. And then at the same time, you're also like able to take pay attention to your body the whole time. Those dualities just can't exist. No. So people are just like, fuck it, I'm, I'm yeah, neither yeah, nor. Yeah, 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 so yeah. I, I understand why that culture, right? So I mean, just, and, it's, and this is the complex that it's building for us. And like, I was just watching something recently where they're now saying that in a few years time, terms of like regulation and monitoring of the long-term effects of social media will be equivalent to that of smoking. Wow. In that like, we had got to a point where we had to realize that we cannot allow kids and adolescent people to smoke because of the long-term damage yeah, it causes to them yeah. and it's stunting to their growth in the same way that like, humanity are a social species, but in order for you to thrive within it, you need to be able to spend time in your own head and manage your own faculties, develop stuff like coping mechanisms so you're able to interact with people. So you're not yeah. moving into like, you know, these spectrums of either one end of the spectrum of neuroses, which is anxiety, which is causing, or you're so detached because you live within a false reality that you're on the other end where it's psychosis. And then you're seeing more start embers of that because now if you have the benefit of anonymity, then you can go online and project this horrible thing and you can say, oh, 
oh, you deserve to be raped, you're ugly, and you can all project mm, all of these inner yeah. turmoil and project that onto other people because you don't have to acknowledge it. But being a troll is a really acute condition whereby if you're involved in this hostile environment for long enough, you will start to become very misanthropic and hate people. Mm, if you look yeah, on yeah. YouTube comments, you think people are pieces of shit. Yeah. So then, it's what they say, is it, is it Nietzsche is like, you know, if you stare into the abyss, it'll stare into you. So if you're looking at all this horrible shit on Twitter, yeah. it's gonna taint you after a while. Oh, in the same man. way that they put an AI into Twitter, and after a while they had to deactivate her because she spent so much time and then she's like, I love Hitler and stuff like that. Because yeah, right. she's trying to develop a personality based on the algorithms of how people have discourse on social media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, not, because that's a false reality because people are able to be this even darker self or mm. even entertain these darker recesses of their mind or these more taboo parts of their mind because they're not going to be accountable for it. But if you're looking at like an objective uh, conscience, consciousness, like an AI, then all they're seeing is people being pieces of shit because they know they can get away with it. Mm. And then essentially, it's just following the same algorithm. Because yeah, like, you know, if you're an AI and you, so if you want to base humanity or your narrative on humanity, based on what you see in the world, yeah. you might think, okay, they're a social species and they move like most other mammals. If you look at social media and the false, the, the fallacy that's projected, you're going to think that we're all like, you know, materialistic, oversexed, like, pieces yeah. of shit that never need to work but have the best lifestyles so yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean as far as mental health like yeah I think I don't think we even are aware of how much social media is going to affect no, people man. it comes up a lot actually on the on the other episodes that we've done there's always a mention of social media yeah. and it does like, like with, with Jade I mean we've actually said to each other look we can't don't go on your phone first thing in the morning don't do it so if you wake up in the morning grab your phone your day's fucked I've you're had done it, and I've had yeah. it so I've had it so many times and it took for me to be verified, for me to realize how deep it is. Because my whole thing was initially, it was like, it, it strengthens my resolve. I can handle it. I don't, mm. I'm not scared of bullies. I'll no. be afraid of But then you learn, like within normal discourse, even if I may be right, if I'm arguing and meeting somebody on the same emotional level, we're both shouting, even yeah. though I am right, yeah, yeah, you yeah. can't see that. If you're looking at us arguing, you're just looking at two people arguing. Yeah. So you don't know. So this is what you can't tell. So. It's the same way that, like, if I'm having back and forth with people and trolls and stuff, if you go on my timeline and you just get a, a snippet of that, you'll just see me arguing with some mm. random. So it got to the point where I realised people will deliberately try to goad you yeah, because right. now we're at a point whereby, because people are so, much, so immersed in social media, now you have a hierarchy within social media. Yeah, of course. So if you have a blue tick and you're verified, it's almost that like you have some kind of, like, you're in a different echelon to people who are just on social yeah. media. So now people will attempt to try and, like... Uh, wind me up or they'll really? say stuff to provoke you because they know if I respond then you have a blue tick next to your name it's like that guy's responded and he's somebody Fine. and I've gotten him to be you're justifying yeah, them yeah you're justifying oh, them so now it's like now I've realised it's kind of like and, it's, and that came from me that more came from comments of me being like I don't want to act like I'm better than people no. so I'll, I will meet you at your level because yeah, I'm yeah. not scared or I don't pretend to be a, like yeah. an elitist but you realise that it's like for professional purposes and also really just for the sake of having your own sound body and mind People thrive off of this, of course. Yeah. And then what you and also because the, and the mob are very fickle. Yeah. Because that's what we are on social media. It's the mob, you know, just, yeah, just, just because yeah. of how temperamental they are and how easily they can be swayed based on hashtags. And you know, if you look in real life language, trends have always been you know something that has always been finite. So when we talk yeah. about what trends on Twitter and stuff like that and the outrage and backlash, like at one point you know curtains were a trend, or another point moon boots were a trend. So yeah, trends man. they come and go and they they wax and wane. And it's the same way that people need to be aware that, like, if you pretend to, if you want to take a stance on a trend, 
then make sure it's one you stand by because trends will change yeah. and your statements will still remain yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of etched in that that world. And that's why you're seeing people now who said stuff very flippantly, yes. very stupidly because they were conforming or within a social circle. Like, you know, when people might say flippantly, oh, that girl's fat when you're in secondary school. And then it's like, you know, years later, that person's like, you realise that gave me fucking bulimia. And then you're like, yeah, oh, man. fuck, I, was, I don't yes, know what I was. Yes, yes. And now people are dealing with that on social media. Where it's like shit they said before flippantly, not thinking about the magnitude to which this was going to grow are now being fucked over based on the stuff they said. So I just think, you know, when people, this is very, the issue is now is that just, there is a lot of people that feel they are, they exist in some ideal incarnation when they're on social media. Yeah. And it really is not the case. And it's, and it's, uh, I said before, it's like, so you know, they say opinions are like assholes. Yeah. <laughs> which they are. Everyone, and I say it yeah. because everyone's got one. But the thing is like, there's a lot of things with assholes. Assholes also have a sphincter. Yeah. So that you don't shit uncontrollably. <laughs> and you don't fart uncontrollably. Yeah. yeah. And that's the thing about opinions is that the reason why you have a sphincter is because sometimes, like an opinion, if you fart in front of like anybody, you could really damage your like social yeah. opportunities. <laughs> but whereas opinions, like a fart, is like that, if you surround people that know you and have a context for who you are, they might be like, oh, fuck, you know, I'm rich. But they know yeah, you. Yeah, so it's yeah, like, yeah. The, whereas if you, if you do it in front of strangers, they'd be like, what the fuck is wrong with you, yeah. sir? Like there's a certain yeah, level yeah, yeah. of, so opinions, like assholes is like you can you can use them. Everyone's got one, but there seems there has to be an etiquette. Yes. So that and that's the thing. With, and, the, and the problem is, is that like your brain works the same way. In that when people say I have no filter, what you're basically saying is that you have verbal diarrhea. Yeah. But they think that. But people try to say it like it's positive. Like I don't have a filter. Oh um, yeah. You need a filter. Yeah. Because yeah. otherwise you have Tourette's. Anyone anyone I've ever met that went oh I'm just being nice. I'm not. I've got a filter. I'm like you're being a bit of a cunt. Yeah, you're being a cunt. Yeah. yeah. And also, and what it normally means when someone says I can say that is what they're saying is that I oh, preemptively yeah. are going to say something provocative to you because it means that now I have a guard against my own insecurities. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. what they normally mean. Because exactly when people that. say, I just say how it is, it's like, yeah, but you don't want to hear how it is. Yeah. <laughs> You're just preemptively saying it before anybody else. So yeah. that's what I mean. You pick up on these lines that people say. And so like, the thing with opinions now is that like, like I said, your brain is supposed to have a filter. Your, that's like your sphincter. So that you don't have leakage at your mouth all the time. <laughs> and the problem is with social media is that it's now created this laxative yeah, where wow, there's so much conversation yeah. going on that people can't help but be like, oh, oh, yeah, and, yeah. Not, and, they, and if you don't have the etiquette where you're able to control, and, and we won't have it because we are adolescents on social media. Mm. But that's why I say it's like a high school because essentially, and that's only because of the time it's been around. Yeah. So that's why I say like social media has been around, like so from like MSN, etc. but Really, the, the chronology is only, it's, it's, you know, we're in the teens amount of years it's been around. Yeah, yeah. So that's why I say we're like, te- so our, and that means that our consciousness on social media is also teenaged. Yeah, man. So we're only learning now how to deal with it. So this is why people are saying shit, and now you'll find some people taking back stuff they've said before because they weren't thinking, yeah. they've, they've run, they're not running through in their head, and now they say they can't stand by stuff, and we're seeing it happen to celebrities all the time. So it's just, it's, um, so far as like the complex that human beings are dealing with now, I think the digital era contributes massively to that. Yeah. And it's not because of any particular reason. There's, I mean, there's certain aspects of social media which really are just replacing media when it came through, like when we say like video killed the radio star and yeah, shit. Yeah, it's yeah. just, digital media is just re- replacing broadcast media. That's just yeah. natural evolution. That's right. And there are a lot of advantages to that. But, you know, like fire, that changed human life, but it still burns down houses and cathedrals <laughs> and shit, despite yeah, how yeah. you know advanced we are. Yeah. But it cooks our food and keeps us warm as well. But we, over time, have had to learn how to manage this Exactly, thing. it's how you use it that counts, yeah. And it's the same thing with social media, is that it's still in its adolescent stages. So we still don't know the effects of it and how to use it, mm-hmm. like, because it could change with just like, because for example, when you watch television and you see something ridiculous, they have to give you the warning and be like, don't try this at home. That's right. Actors are used in this. 
Social media doesn't do that. No. So when you see, like, so if we were to have some level of regulation, it, it was to say something like, you know, this model has used Photoshop or this person yeah, has right. used supplements so that people aren't, especially children that have no yeah. frame of reference are not developing a complex where they feel they have to aspire to this. That's right. When it's impossible. Yeah, man. So that's where all the, pro- like you say, you know, there's so, everyone's got anxiety now. Everyone's got depression. I've even found it myself. Yeah. When I've been, I commented on Twitter the other day about the Notre Dame thing. Mm-hmm. All I said was like, all oh, right, how can they find, how have how they managed to find 600 million mm-hmm. in an afternoon? Yet we've still got people can't yeah. feed their kids and yeah. no one's stepping in to do that. And that's all I said. Yeah. And I, I, and I made another comment going, look, I'm not saying we shouldn't rebuild it. Yeah, it's yeah. a beautiful building. But where's the urgency when it comes to actual people? Yeah. And a couple of comments I got like ruined my afternoon. Yeah, yeah. And, and, the, and, the reason, like, and the reason why is because, like I said, because we are a collective consciousness when we're having this discourse on social media. And that's just a part of your consciousness like, you know, to use, if you want to use like, I guess, uh, a model like a Freudian model of psychology mm. that's the id part of you or the ego but the super yeah. ego part of you being like you know if we if we can help out in a humanitarian crisis why should that should involve humans more than things yeah every person who has a concept of humanity thinks the same thing yeah unfortunately when you say something like that and you beat people to the punch rich it, it means that then people have to now reflect on their own apathy right so they become defensive because yeah, yeah, when yeah. you say something out on twitter essentially you're saying it to everyone yeah. So then you're saying we should all be better people. Now, when people have to hear that and some people within themselves are struggling with their own moral shortcomings, they're like, well, who the fuck are you to tell yeah, me that yeah, I should be right, a better person? Man. So yeah. you start so you start bringing it out in them. And it's so so it's, it's, it's almost like you're kind of steaming them out. So it's not, you haven't said anything wrong. And even, I mean, right or wrong, but you know, nothing you've said is accusatory or anything like that. You're not no. mentioning anyone's name, but Someone, you, somewhere you're saying that it's, almost, it's the equivalent yeah. of like when you know, you're on a train, you're commuting home, people, and then, the dreaded sound no one wants to hear. Excuse me, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, man. Because no one wants to be confronted with the fact that this this person, this homeless person, they're three or maybe two or three paychecks away from being in that position. Yeah. And humans are a social species, whether we like it or not. And you don't want to be confronted with the desperation of humanity because you're always, always yeah. going to take you take a part of it on whether you want to or not. So. People are just like, oh fucking hell, there's, there's homeless people. Why can't you get a job and blah 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 blah. This person, the full well knows, are you fulfilled in your job? No. Yeah. Are you happy going to work all the time? No. Are you fatigued and tired and worn down by your job, which you probably a long term find unfulfilling? Yes. So, but then they, they'll rationalize that by being like, but I have to do this in order for me to be able to have a house and tread water financially and pay my rent. So when they see somebody who like has uh, deviated from that, mm. then there's a part of resentment there where that, that person's not having to work. So. This person isn't stealing directly from me, but I'm resentful of the fact yeah, that I have yeah. to work and I'm unfulfilled. I can't project that onto the powers that be because I can't see them and I don't know who they are. And also, I'm so beholden to them in order for me to yeah. get paid. I can't defy them. But this person, they're just scrounging off the world and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it's easier, yeah. It's easier. It's much easier. In the same way that, like, you know, rich people will not be blamed for the, the fact that 10, 11 years ago, you destroyed our economy and now you're reporting profits, even though we bailed you out. Yeah. Now, if you're any person who's right wing or you're Tory or you're, you believe in, uh, you're a Republican and you believe in a free market, then as a, as a majority shareholders, before banks can say anything, we should be getting profits. Because yeah. we're the ones who bailed them out. So we run those banks, we own those banks. That's by financial terms. But no one will say that because no. people are so attached to the idea of capitalism is that they would rather excuse that because it's much easier rather than to mobilize the poor yeah. to aspire to be able to have that is much easier. Because that's what the dream is. Everyone's like, 
you know, capitalism is a faith-based system, whether people like it or not. It's not airtight, it doesn't work, as we're seeing, it doesn't mm. work. So they're like, yeah, but the, God, the money God says, I can be like that too. If I keep working harder, yeah, I yeah. play the lottery and I scratch the right card, I'll be this person too. So, but these guys, they're just lazy, that's why. Mm. But it's just very hard for people to confront that in the same way that like, you know, during, with chattel slaves, during slavery, like in America and stuff, they used to make slaves dance and be happy and make them smile at the expense of their lives. Because if these slaves' faces reflect the human misery mm. of being forced into chattel, you see that, mm. that's gonna fuck you. In yeah, the same way that, like, yeah. you know, we're all like, cool, we are uh, freedom fighters. Another example is we're all freedom fighters. We're sending our coalition of, of the willing to occupy Afghanistan and Iraq. We're supposed to be beating tyrants. So then if we are fighting the good fight and we're virtuous in our actions, why are soldiers coming home and killing themselves? Oh, yeah. Yeah. If, if what you're doing is virtuous and you yeah. believe what you're doing, but it's because the humanity of having to take the lives of people you don't know and being surrounded by carnage, you are going to bring that home with you whether you like it or not. That's right, yeah. So, because more people from Vietnam died from taking their own lives yeah, than yeah. died in Vietnam. That's and right. since then, 70% of all homeless people are war veterans. Yeah. So you have to ask yourself, these are people that have had Operation Enduring Freedom, these are people that are protecting our freedoms, and then they come back and they are so scarred with our experience, they are not able to thrive within society. Because homeless people are, home, homeless is a, is a socially created species. Yeah. It's not like there's not enough homes to go around. And it's not like we, there, isn't, there hasn't been historically a certain level of care. Yeah. But whatever these people's trauma is, whether it's from infancy or recently, there is a part of their head where they can't thrive within society That's or yeah. keep up the pretense that they can operate. <clears throat> so they are in the streets. So for me, it's like, them, so then now we have this paradox socially where it's like, oh, People, I cannot believe, you know, people, people are burning effigies of George Bush and it's insane and we should buy poppies and you should celebrate the troops. But it doesn't matter how much poppies I buy if this guy is still going to be on the streets. That's right, yeah. You know, if you want to support, it's like, why aren't we supporting our troops? But then you, how can you have the duality of you, you want to support troops, but then you want to privatise the NHS? Yeah. Yeah, how, the, know, the, those, those ideas can't work. Yeah. So what makes with that? What, the other thing is that with that, with these people that give themselves for their country, and then once they come back, they're like, all right, yeah, see you later. Yeah, basically. Take care. Well done. And they're done. And, but, you know, in my mind, I mean, it's a shame that we have to have armies and war. You know, yeah. wars are fucking bullshit, but we have them and people give themselves, give their lives over to them. I think when you come back, you should be set for life. You should be set for life. You've given your life for the, for the country. So the country just go, we'll take care of you from now on. Yeah, yeah. Someone who's a civil servant who gives themselves for the betterment of society, we should set them up for life. Yeah. The thing is, I'd even wager though, Rich, even if someone comes out, you could give someone a million pounds, if they have PTSD to the mm, point whereby they yeah. can't thrive, no amount of money saving them. No. And this is, so, so decompression is more of the fact that like people observe so much of the depths of humanity. Yeah. The lines have been blurred in terms of what is good and what is bad and what we hold to be moral and what to be amoral, that you fucking have, you become so detached from humanity, we can be surprised as people are taking yeah. their lives. But you know, we do a thing, it's the thing uh, called, it's, uh, it's work for CSE doing gigs for the troops and they do a thing called decompression yeah. where they were coming back from Afghanistan and instead of they were coming straight from the war zones they were going straight home yeah. and they were killing themselves or they were punching their families around or they were going crazy. kicking off in a supermarket so they so they brought in decompression just to take just to and the initial the first decompressions that they did carnage because yeah. they turn up in this camp in Cyprus they just chuck slabs of beer out amongst them and the lads would just go mental. And then, and then amongst that, us comics would have to come out 
and have some sort of a show yeah, yeah. where you've got Gary and John just punching lumps out of each they're other. Cra- and they're crazy. Yeah. Because, and, that's because, and that's because, you know, you will never see a greater display of, of uh, lack of humanity and apathy than in war. Yeah. So when you experience that for long enough, you come home, you're so detached. And that's mm. the thing, when you talk, and even when we talk about stuff like suicide and stuff, suicide doesn't always necessarily refer to the idea that people don't want to be alive. But if you are dealing with a certain level of trauma or you're in a situation where you feel so detached from humanity, yeah. then you you know, the natural inclination is what's the point? It's not that I'm I I don't want I don't I wanna die. It's not the intention of dying, it's just I just don't mm. I don't feel like I'm here anyway. Yeah. And so this is why like people that a lot of time suicide survivors who or who survive suicide attempts, like Richard Pryor, for example, is like, as I'm burning, that's when you feel this the survival instinct kicks in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit, what am I doing? Yeah, because yeah, yeah because then, cause then, cause then you feel alive. Yeah, you know, and we all know people like you know, if you look at that spectrum of like, uh, I guess, um, neuroses, mm. with, which ends with like something like suicide, then at a reduced level, you have got like self harm. Yeah, and you, yeah. you know, and a lot of time with self harm, people, you just want to because you want to fucking feel something. That's right. Not yeah. because you necessarily want to harm yourself, but it it speaks just to the to fact. It that psychologically yeah. there's a lot more complexity to mm-hmm. any muscle in our body. But the way we have like physical gyms, we don't have the same mind gyms. No. So, it, and that's testament to the fact that it doesn't matter how attractive or aesthetically pleasing you may look to society, if your brain feels fatigued or is dealing with stuff, people don't mind cutting themselves and, provide, and, and hurting themselves because I just want to feel something. It's true, man. I just, I just yeah. need that shit stimulated again. So for me, a lot of the time it's like, you know, I historically before I and that's and that's come from me having because I wanted to get involved in the creative industry and for me it's like I I revere what we do is because we're taking concepts which are intangible mm. and I can't read your mind but you give me a narrative or a stream of consciousness and you, and on, to boot you make it funny as well yeah. and the, you know the laughter with comedy and it being the best medicine the reason why it's the best medicine I guess even though he's used it figuratively is because you know, it's it doesn't require like a dosage. No, you can't overdose on laughing. No. You know, you can't. You, you don't have to. You know, you don't have to. You know, find a vein. Yeah, you yeah. don't have to like have a dosage. Like it can just. And again, like music, it, it, you don't need any kind of orifice for it. It just no. goes in your ear yeah. and then you process it in your brain. And that's why the pair falls all the day. He's saying what I'm thinking. Yeah. And for human beings, that relief that you are sharing a uh, commonality with somebody. On a, not just a physical level, yeah, it's so important. Yeah, man. And people don't understand, and that's why, like, even people my age don't understand. It's like, yeah, everyone wants to be desired sexually and stuff like that. But there's going to come a point in your life where just being able to wake up in bed mm. will be more important than who you bring to your bed. Yeah, man. And that's and that's the long and that's that longevity is something that we've kind of missed. Yeah. So and and so for me, like, all this kind of discovery was a process of me having to unlearn shit that society's taught me, and just how to take that whole your time with your critical thought. Yeah, which most of us have because that's developed over millions of years. So most of us know better, but it's just, we suggest that we have to do things differently yeah, and yeah, yeah, try yeah. and conform to this thing because we just want to fit in and this is how- It's having the confidence to go, actually, this I, is it. I need to turn myself out of this. This, this isn't, is it. yeah, like you say, society is telling you one thing and you're in, but that in, inside, in your soul, you kind of go, you can feel it, you go, you can it's feel not it. right, man, yeah, it's ain't right. You can definitely I mean, feel it. It's having the confidence to go, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm out of this for a bit. Yep. You know, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna find out. And it's funny you talk about, you know, being sexually attractive and this and that. You don't, you don't think about any. You don't think about my, my nan is just, just about to turn ninety, and she can't. She was so active. She was always, she used to drive and she did this and that. Now she has to have someone come around in the morning to get her out of bed. Yeah. Like because her knees are fucked and she can't. And I see that and I'm like, fuck, man. 
We're worrying about the wrong things. You got to you got to protect yourself from the yeah. future. And you know, I know that's such an important thing. And I was saying to my friend yesterday, is that like you know, everyone has bad relationships, or you'd be mistreated by a partner and stuff like that. And you think that person has fucked with me, and they they deserve to feel the pain that I felt. But the reason why you have like someone like Shakespeare saying that all's fair in love and war yeah. is because the parallels between those two experiences is that like innocent people get hurt. There's collateral damage. Yeah, man. People that don't deserve it get fucked over. You become scarred by your experiences. You become detached by your experiences. You become so much pain by your experiences. Sometimes you want to commit suicide. Sometimes there's massive highs, but mm. on the whole, you are, it's like, you know, inevitably there, there isn't, there can be no longer a long-term winner. Yeah. But really like, I was saying to my friend that, you know, if someone, someone has to observe mistreatment and they have to observe pain for them to do it to other people. So that's what they say, like hurt people, hurt people. So yeah, normally if yeah, someone's yeah. in a relationship and they're mistreating somebody else, it's more a reflection of their own more uh, personal short, mm. shortcomings. Because yeah. you, if, you're, like, if you're confident and you know you're attractive and you're appreciated by everybody, you wouldn't need to behave or, no. or make someone feel in, in, inferior to you. Like mm. I, haven't got, I haven't got to pick up, my nephew's 10, I ain't got to pick on him. Or we, I don't have to like barge him when I'm playing football because I'm, it's very clear I'm his physical superior anyway. Yeah. So I don't, there's nothing to prove. In the same way that if someone has to mistreat somebody in love, or they have to be defensive. It's more about you than it is. It's like when someone, if, where you see like, sometimes it's quite flippantly shown like, oh, a less attractive person mm. says to somebody, oh, you're good looking, and like, oh, well, whatever. Like, how are you offended by somebody finding you attractive? Yeah. Irrespective of how they look, the fact that they are given this part of themselves to exalt you, only if you're insecure yourself, or you've been in a position whereby the power status has changed, where you've tried to appeal to somebody, they've not been interested, would you behave that way? Yeah. Otherwise you're like, oh cool, thank you, whatever. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. you never have to turn away from compliments, but so people have to observe that. So the th I say to my friend, like at the end of the day, these people, like people that want to mistreat people, whether or not they think so, they like it, or they can mask it with their ego, it will seep into them and they will have to deal with it. Because yeah, like man. I said, once oh, you get to man, a certain yeah. age where you can't move and all you, really all you have left is this, this is yeah. the, the strongest muscle you have. And you spend most of your time in here, you might want this to be uncluttered because oh, yeah. At some point, whether you like it or not, you're gonna to have to spend some time in your own head. Yes, man. Even if yeah. it's the last seconds before you go to the other side, yeah. you'll have to. And you don't want to be there, and you want it to be a comfortable walk. Yeah, man. Because yeah, we all have to take a walk yeah. in our side of our own heads. You want that shit to be a comfortable walk. So this is why, like, gaining your mental faculties and stuff as early as possible, and performing mind exercises, and not just taking a walk in your own head. That's right. Like man. even stuff like taking the time to interpret what your dreams mean, because because that's all that's all projection of your subconscious. Yeah. It's so important for you to do that because, like. We talk about like, living with regrets is tough, but trust me, living with that like, internal conflict and trying to like have your, because your ego, because I think a lot of times, especially with younger people, we confuse pride and self-esteem. Mm. And they're not the same thing. No. Because people will try and mask with pride and they're too proud to acknowledge when they're wrong or they're too proud to, you know, concede defeat. It won't be your comp it won't be good company when you're older. No. Your ego, it, you feel like it protects you, it will be your worst the enemy one, as well. Yeah, yeah. It's It'll be your worst enemy as well. Your when you're like, oh, I'd have to put, but it's the same one. It's the same one that's like, oh yeah, you look good. You'd have to put with this, and you can get any person you want. It's the same person being like, yeah. nobody wants you because you because of who you are. It's the yeah. same voice that's going to be telling you the yeah. same thing. So it's funny. All this shit behavior, it, it does come from you. From Always. Every time I've, I've found this out myself very recently, where I had, I had certain expectations of the relationship. Yeah, yeah. So it was cool to me to get. I was like, I'm being, I'm being mugged off. Yeah, I'm yeah. being mugged off. I'm not having this. This is bullshit. Yeah, yeah. I expect this, 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 and this, and it's not happening. And then I was like, hang on, yeah, what, why am I bringing this? 
Because you, you've been mugged off before yeah. and you're afraid and if you see certain pathology, you yeah. don't want it to happen again. So that's not like, you're not a bad person, but again, you know, your self-esteem has been attacked. And yeah. when that is attacked, this is when your, your pride begins to seep through. So you're like, I have a standard, but I guess the ideal position we should all reach is that, again, love like everything else begins within yourself and it's self-perpetuating yeah. or what we refer to as love. So once you're able to set that standard, that's supposed to be, because you know, you're supposed to love someone always, mm. like, you know, you may have relatives may have passed away. You can still, picture them and still love them. That's right. Which means that that energy can be created mm. or even the chemical, if you're scientific, even the chemical secretions that follow you feeling what we refer to as love, they can be re recreated whether that person is there or not. Yeah. When you're in love with somebody, they don't have to be physically present and stimulating your five senses for you to still love them. So by that token, that same energy, because love is supposed to be an energy, or if you're a spiritual person, God is love, whatever. So that's not something you can necessarily hoard as a human being. You can harness it and you're supposed to use it like any other energy because mm, energy can't yeah. be created or destroyed. So you harness it and one of the first things you're supposed to do is have self-love, which means you set a standard for yourself and it's perpetuating enough whereby if you give it to somebody and they misuse it, yeah. you still have it within yourself where you're like, well, I tried to love that person. They didn't take it on board, but I still love myself and I yeah, still yeah, know yeah. how, and I know the goodness of love and how it works because it's, it's sustaining me. Yeah. And it gives me a sense of, you know, self-awareness and gives me a sense of always seeking my own welfare yeah. so that I don't have to seek this energy from other people and thereby continuing because then I'm just desperate for energy and I'm trying yeah, to yeah, whereas yeah, if you yeah. have it yourself you harness that then it doesn't matter you, you can love and you can be hurt again you can keep doing it and, oh, yeah. you know which is probably why you find a lot of time women probably excel at this a lot more than men because of a higher emotional intelligence and also some social engineering whereby it's given that women are more emotional and more susceptible to falling in love yeah and then they have their hearts broken and somehow you know in the same way that like a woman has an abortion and if you are aware of the process of an abortion you would as a man you wouldn't be fucking inclined to be getting having sex again no whereas the idea is a woman has to have a child removed from her whatever the trauma she goes through to have sex again it's a big fucking ass oh, for somebody God, yeah. to, get yeah, back on, yeah, yeah. to get back on a proverbial horse in the same way that a woman will have a heart broken she's a woman she's emotional yeah. but the emotional faculty is to rebuild a heart and rebuild a mind when you've dealt with this ultimate rejection, they do it a lot more. Whereas a lot of time what men do is that if their self-esteem and their self-image is damaged by a loss of love, then pride tends to replace that and yeah. they start putting up in his walls and like, oh, I'm not going to care about any woman again. Like, right, yeah. love them and leave them, you get me? I'm not doing that. And like, because these walls are built because it's like that vulnerability is something that masculinity mm. doesn't teach you to defend against. Yeah. There's no rep you can do or no bicep curl you can do that's going to strengthen your resolve to yeah. deal with heartbreak and rejection. You can't punch anybody hard enough. You can't buy a car fast enough. So learning the mental facilities to deal with rejection and to deal with loss of love and even the articulation of love is something that men are lacking a lot. Like yeah, for me, man. I think heartbreak was probably the best experience for me of Same. becoming a man yeah. because your parents can't save you from that. No nah. money can bail you out from that. You need to learn to be an adult and then you have to take responsibility for your own mind and your own emotions and then still your resolve where you're like, okay, I know what it's like to have loved and to have lost. It means number one, how I felt, I will not visit that on somebody else intentionally. Yeah. And also it means I know what, how, it feels, how it feels and how I should give it to somebody and how important it is not to lose it. So yeah. you have to look at it as experience of, when you get to experience that energy, it may not last forever, mm. but it's something that, you know, but people run away from it yeah. because it's so yeah, high risk yeah, and high yeah, reward, yeah. but it's not something to run away from. No. And also to have the awareness that love is not just romantic, you know? Yeah. There's love between your friends, there's platonic, there's love of your livelihood and your work that you can put yourself right. into. Yeah. And all these things are massively important because in the grand scheme of things, it's one of the only sen uh, sensations that will transcend us 
when our physical bodies aren't here before. Yeah. And and it's the same and that same and just to bring the, that whole this whole rambling into like full circle <laughs> is that this is why people are online because true, everyone wants to be validated. We're a social species yeah. and our immediate reality may not lend to the validation we seek as a social species. So then we go looking for that online and we try and be somebody, create, create a so person that we think will attract more validated. love. We want to be yeah. important. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And, you know, and love is a drug. We say that as well, but there are more reduced versions of it. And I guess attention and lust and these are all just reduced versions of the validation yeah, and yeah, validation man. are all just more diluted versions of what we all want, which is to be loved and to be revered and to just feel as a social species, that our presence is perceived and welcomed by our uh, human contemporaries. Yeah, man. It's so. true. This is why human beings have this unquenchable thirst to find out where we come from and where we're going. Yeah. And it, to just turn around and go, like Ricky Gervais said it the other week, he's like, we're just here. We are just here. Mm-hmm. And this is, this, is where, this is what he was, this is his belief. Yeah. And I, I, I agreed with it. I was like, we are just here. And there's no, there's nothing. You're never going to find out where we came from. No, no. You're never going to find out what's in front. All we've got is this bit here. You should make the most of this bit. Yeah. So all this looking for things, this unquenchable thirst, you're never going to quench it. There's no, you you're you never going to get there. You won't. I mean, because, I mean, and one of the reasons we won't get there is because if you want to know where we come from, like we are, humanity is everywhere. Yeah. So in, if we wanted to really, uh, aspire to really find out who we are and where we're from as a species then we would have to do away with ideas like nation and we have to do Mm. away with ideas like religion and race and gender because unless we become a collective consciousness then there's no way unless we are united we're going to be able to again observe our consciousness and observe our narrative and because i if if our narrative isn't united or we haven't got a unified theory of humanity which we definitely don't have then you know we're going to find a unified theory to explain mm. where we've appeared in the cosmos. And he, he does make a point. I know he's an atheist and yeah. I think I'm, I'm more spiritual, more agnostic than Ricky Gervais, but I yeah. do see his point in the fact that like, there isn't really an alpha and omega. There is, if, especially if we can, you know, if you're a religious person mm. and you know, you do believe, I imagine in an omnipotent uh, figure or God, then your God is supposed to be an alpha and omega and he's always been and will always be. But, and if we are made in his image, then in the same token, it's like that there wasn't necessarily a beginning and an end because mm. by law of physics, energy can't be created or destroyed. So yeah. in the same way, so like when people say stuff like you can't live in the past, they make a point, but I think a lot of times that's people trying to alleviate themselves responsibility because they're all, for me, it's all running at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. For me, like your past, because, I mean, time is not linear, and that's any, any physic, quantum yeah. physicist can tell you that time is not linear, we have no way of measuring it. And I say that because we are experiencing our past, our present, and our future co-currently. It's all happening at the same time. Yeah. And I mean that by the fact that, for example, you look at the, part, you look at the sun, that's time travel. Because of the light years it takes for the sun's light to reach the, to reach the planet, yeah, right. you're already looking, you're already, you are looking through a, a time stream because yeah. it's older. So, so you're looking at the past then, technically speaking. Whenever you have a memory, or it's a shared memory with somebody, it's same. It's the same process, because that person at the time, you know, depending on what you consider thoughts to be, and if you can pick them up, and if they are like, they can be transverse waves, or it can be music, or because mm. when someone records something, for example, or they record their voice, like they record that as a transverse wave, and transverse waves can't be, they can't dissipate. They just they become fainter, or they become more spaced out. But yeah, right. there's like recordings from like whether it's the 60s and stuff. They they just keep going out into space. Yeah, which means again, so the past still remains the present. Yeah, it hasn't right. it hasn't, dis- it hasn't disappeared. Like ripples on a pond. Just, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then by the same token, because 
we do use a linear or decimal way of trying to measure time, whether we say, so we say seconds and small measurement, but then you can go into like milliseconds and nanoseconds. Mm. That means that the present can't exist because if me just uttering the word the present, several nanoseconds have passed, which means yeah, right. there is no present state to be in. So he, he, by that token, it means he's right. There are no real having this kind of like past, present and future and having mm. this very limited way of thinking about existence. It doesn't really yeah. work, especially because Space doesn't work in a linear fashion. It's, if anything, it's a wave and it's expanding yeah. and waves wax and wane. So it's like, yeah, you have to kind of yeah. embrace the time. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. No, but I think for human beings to really be able to, uh, you know, grasp the human mind and really observe real mental health, then, yeah, the first thing they need to do is just become aware of and accepting of all of humanity. Yeah. As of, there are a lot of systems in place now where, you know, like, because like, obviously on our podcast, we're talk, this, this podcast, you were talking about like men and men with mental health. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and in some ways that can always be, exist as a, uh, a schism to women's health and, you know, obviously people talking about men's issues because, like I said, we've not had the opportunity to increase or work on developing emotional yeah. intelligence. It. And um, it's crazy because it's like the paradox that is required for you to know you come from a woman and then have some say in how they should be controlled. Mm, no, no. That paradox, look, you are always going to be fucked in your head. Yeah. And the reason why is because it's like whoever a man is, I don't care how tall, how strong every man on this planet has cried for a woman. Yeah, right. So yeah. for there to even for patriarchy to even exist, it's probably the biggest paradox that men are dealing with in terms of their mental health. Yeah, is man. that you are born in reverence to a woman. Yeah. And at the behest of one. That's it, yeah. So now this supposition that they are trying to usurp us or take power from you. Yeah, man. It's insane. And it's a duality that will fuck you forever. Yeah. Because you're gonna live in constant fear that you're gonna be really you feel because because a woman really is a reflection of your helplessness. And really nothing will undercut the image or the narrative of masculinity than a woman. Yeah. Because like I said, it doesn't matter. 
Strongest man in the world. You cried your fucking eyes out when you were born true, because yeah. a woman. You needed a woman to take care of you because yeah, yeah, yeah. a man couldn't do it. Because you nurse from a woman. She that's the, who they cut the cord from. That's, that's how you'll survive. How she can, can however she conducts herself, will determine the manner in which she comes into this world. Yeah. So this idea that losing ground to matriarchy. If they wanted us dead, you'd be fucking dead. <laughs> Simply put, if they, yeah, wanted, if they wanted us dead, we'd be fucking dead. True, true. So it's like, again, for you to like be like, oh, I'm a Darwinist, but then women have lower rates of mortality in infancy. They, they're more likely to survive. They're more, they're, they are the reason we're able to continue as a species. So there is no interest, be it political or social, for women to suppress men. No. Because we need them to survive right. and they create us in order for us to survive yeah. that is an instinct they've had way before you were even any kind of field of study yeah. regarding gender it's the instinct they've always had yeah man to, where yeah. rain, shine sleet, snow, hail the reason we're still fucking here is that in the midst of war and famine women are still like women. I still have to bring my fucking offspring into this world that's right man yeah so yeah you've nailed it man and that's and that's, yeah. and that's a big part of men and our paradox and what we struggle with is this this fact that like we feel we feel we have to create all these ideas like at the end of the evolutionary train of homo sapien it's a like a european man with a spear the the definition of species is an organism that can mate with another organism and produce viable offspring and that just basically means like a lion and tiger can mate but normally the offspring will be uh, infertile. Mm. So that's why lions and lionesses yeah, mate. Right, so that's, right. the, that's different species. So human beings, we, we're all homo sapien and there's been a lot of pseudoscience created to say that we're different, whether it's like phrenology and the shapes of our heads. And we talk about breeds more than mating because that's mm. the problem. Like in Europe, we breed more than we mate. So it's like this person's from this stock and they're from this class and we yeah, focus yeah. on this rather, but we're all homo sapien and it doesn't affect us at all. So we've kind of fucked ourselves in that respect. But because of the fact that you need to define a species, you need a member of that species to be able to pass its genes on, only women can do that. Yeah. So why a woman isn't at the end of the evolutionary chain is the beginning of where our problems begin. Yeah, yeah, man. And, you know, that... So has... you're coming off social media then? <laughs> no, no I have, I'm, yeah. I'm really thinking about it because I was watching, yeah. like I said, I was watching this stuff and just saying how much it affects you. And like you said, it's like, you don't even think about it. You look no. at your phone and, and it's your whole fucking day's ruined. Whole day. Yeah, whole man. days room and I've seen you as well I've yeah. seen you and, I, and I've been so bad up, for yeah. it so this is why it's come, I've been so bad for it because it, for me it was like I want to prove that I, I, it won't affect me but you can't do that long term it's going to affect you of course it is it's going yeah. to affect you and I, and I just, I, and I just I, why am I allowing because then yeah. whether or not I think so these people aren't in this for like you know because they're not in this for like you know for, to be bested like, um, um, intellectually you can they're not, they're not in it to be bested. Like, your argument is valid, but they're not arguing to win a point. No. Even if your point is valid and it's full of truth, this person is not here to discuss facts. No, That's no, not no. why they're here. No. They're trying to be validated by their yeah. own bullshit, or they're just trying to get attention. It's always attention. That's, mo that's what most of it is. Yeah, yeah. And I see you, some of your interactions with people, and they come from a, you know, you've got the knowledge and you've got the facts, and, yeah. you're, and I read it because I know you. I read it, I can see you saying it. Like, yeah, Because yeah. it... Because I see them, because I see the reaction, and they're like, "Are oh, you fucking?" Yeah. And you're like, "No, that's not what I said. It's this is like, what yeah, I'm yeah. saying. This is my point." And I'm like, "He's making a valid point." Yeah, but that's but, but, but that's it's not, not a bad that's, valid point. That's not what they're not. It's all about, about attention. It's about attention, and, yeah. I, and, I, and so for me, I had to realise that that a, given my power of my mood to be controlled by this, yeah, and my ghost to the machine is always going to damage me because this is in a phone. This person can't affect me. If I don't touch this thing, mm. they can't do anything. They can't affect me. They can't change my mood. So I can't, so giving my ghost to the machine has been a problem. And also it's like, you know, I just, you know, 
you can write a book or write a blog and then you can just have your stuff out or do a podcast and then yeah, I can yeah. have a stream of consciousness out and you don't have to hear this, this stuff anyway and yeah. you're, you're past it and yeah you just realize and, you, and once I realized it's like because people kept saying oh you think you're so because you've got a blue tick and I was like what the fuck are you talking about and then I realized it's because mm. this is why they're so trying you're perceived it's about how them. you're it's how yeah. I'm unperceived by them so it's like I didn't, you realize like it's, there's no it's a waste of time yeah they're in much more pain than you are and this is it and this is why they're reacting the way they are when you like you said I put up something that was quite innocuous about yeah, yeah. I wasn't pointing fingers at anyone at anyone I'm talking about the billionaires that rushed to help this thing yeah yet people were reacting like I was digging at them like you said and that's the same with you yeah there was that there was a conversation you were having about cultural appropriation yeah and I saw that and you weren't everything you said was right yeah yeah and but because because they felt bad or they felt that's why people say that yeah. I have, I'm entitled to my opinion because an opinion has no basis in fact mm. there's no factual basis it's just well an opinion is an opinion it's, it's not, right it's, or wrong it's linked to your ego because yeah. an opinion because for example if you this is why this is why like a lot more negative ideologies can always prosper because as long as human beings always have this insecurity about themselves or have this inferiority complex then the suggestion of a superiority complex is always going to work. So, for example, if you're like, oh, I didn't do so well in school, I don't do so well at work, and someone's like, yeah, but you, you're, it's around your way. You're like, okay, no, yeah, no, no. you need something to believe in. Mm. So for some people, it's like their idea of supremacy is all they have. Yeah. So as a man, it's like, you know, you're already... At, so, for example, men have massive shortcomings where they may not feel they may feel inferior to other men, they may feel they're a beta male, and they may feel that they're insecure in, like, alpha male displays. The suggestion that they are more the superior to women, then this is how they rationalise yeah. their own inferiority. Oh yeah, but uh, I'm not a woman and blah blah. It's like you're, it's like, you're like, like a bitch and blah blah. So so, and it, there's always there's always ways to get people, and there's always ways to get and there's always ways to get people. And that's the problem is that like you deal with, uh, there are some people who are more aware of uh, human behaviour than others, mm. and so they're able to manipulate it without actually being definitely being involved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, you know some people are a lot more enlightened than that. And again, yeah. it's because you know. That's, I guess, a function of uh, privilege and a, a function of society whereby, you know, some people have access to education and a big part of education is being made aware that their position in society is supposed to be superior to the proletariat. Yeah. Some people, you know, there are some people who go to certain... There's certain schools you can go to, Rich, and if you told somebody, I want to be a corporate lawyer, they'd be like, that's not for you. Yeah, right. They'll just shut it down yeah. because that's how they've been trained to do so. Whereas people go to other schools where they'd be like, you know, I'm hoping to get a job in, like, investment banking, maybe manage a hedge fund. Well, of course, here is the context yeah, right. because it's given to the, that's the, the entitlement is more suggested mm, to them. Whereas, yeah. in order to maintain the status quo, it's more suggested to you that you can't have this kind of thing. Yeah, and so, yeah, my school was they, my school they never mentioned the word uni, career. We had yeah. a careers officer that I vaguely remember going to see, yeah. but it was no. They did, if, like, if you didn't, if you didn't, because I hated school. I just wasn't yeah, academic. Course. I was just boring. It was boring. Yeah, I didn't want to. I didn't want to learn about. I didn't want to learn about all this old shit from the past. Yeah, it is boring. I wasn't interested, even yeah. now. Because my mum and dad used to take me to museums and my dad loved all that. I hated it. Yeah, yeah. And now if I'm away and with comedians and they go, oh, we're going to go to the blah, blah museum, I'm like, no, I'm going to swerve that. Yeah, exactly. Fuck I don't that. give a fuck. Yeah, yeah. So, and I lamp it all the school. So school was never, it was never like, School was just school, and then I just stopped going. It's an, it's an institution you're yeah. forced to go to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and isn't it crazy that, like, for example, we are now having a discussion, we are all aware of the importance of mental health. Mm. Now, if you go to book an appointment at a hospital, which you cancel, they don't give a fuck. Why is it then, mm. if you don't give a fuck about school, you're paying tax for school in the same way you pay tax for the NHS? Yeah. But if you don't go to school, then they're going to come and try and find you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why? Yeah. 
Yeah. Why? Why? What is the insistence on that? Like, no one loses if you don't go to school and you're not you're not on you're not requiring any resources like school dinners yeah. or the additional overheads to maintain you as a student. Why is someone going out of their way to find you? Yeah. So obviously someone has an interest in you completing this programming. That's right. Yeah. Someone has an interest in that, and the problem is as well is that like school was very standardized. So even in Harvard, they had an experiment and a, a Harvard professor called Gardner and he identified these seven types of intelligence. Now, see, now it means in Harvard, they are going far enough to work out where people are able to excel, mm. you know, because it's an Ivy League school. Whereas you're in a, if you're in a public school in the UK, for example, where very clearly you've forged a career which has proven that you are very creative mm. and also, you know, your job requires you to be very loquacious and very articulate with words and almost subvert vocabulary. Yeah. Now, if I was to ask your English teacher that when you was in school, he's not going to say that shit about you. No. But you make more money than he does doing that now. Yeah, man. So you do it better than him. So why is someone not there trying to identify the aptitudes that you have based yeah. on maybe these models of seven types of intelligence and being like, okay, well, we know Rich is good at, Rich is good at, has a way with words and he can talk to people. Emotional intelligence is a massive boon to have. This is why people who are psychologists and psychiatrists make a shitload of money. That's right. You obviously have to have a way of building rapport with people and have you know, a certain level of intelli emotional intelligence. Otherwise, you couldn't do your job as a compare, right. for example. No one is there identifying that. No. And again, it's the paradox is that how, so how is anybody aspiring for a meritocratic uh, society where we're all doing better if you have a skill but someone has an interest in a cap or commercial interest, which it always is, yeah. for you to stay at this level, so you're not able to realize that. And we're still, and even though we live in an era now where literally you can find somebody anywhere on the planet, you are turning, just your phone can produce technology and images and stimulation that would have been a dream as a child. That's right. And yet you're supposed to ignore this and still stay in a classroom and listen to one person speak. Yeah, yeah. And then you're supposed to ignore the fact that this person is telling you, this is how you perform science, but you are not a scientist. That's right. And I am supposed to give all of my power over to you under the idea that you are the optimum, optimal yeah. person to teach me this. That's right. I don't ask you for your grades. <laughs> I don't know how you passed this module. I bet you would have done as well. You I would, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's a fair question to ask. If yeah. someone's insisting you learn this, if I said to you, Rich, this is how it's supposed to be done, and you were like, well, how was it when you did it? And I was like, well, I haven't done this. What are you talking about? That's You'd right, be like, yeah. well, why the fuck would I trust you? <laughs> and, 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 it, and, it's just these, and these are all very simple questions that we never ask. In the same way that, like, conversation about police brutality, we've already discussed how... We are aware how post-traumatic stress disorder can affect member, like members of the military yeah. and make them nigh on homicidal or suicidal. The police see the same level over a more sustained period right. of violence and apathy and yeah. you know like the depth of humanity. Well, I have, so I have, but a, no one ever says, no. are they okay? Are they no. going out and developing a psychosis and visiting this brutality on other people? Yeah, man. When you, my friend works for a company that builds piping. If I go and see him, he can't smoke weed because he'll be urine tested. Yeah. When you hear about stuff with the police, if you run a race too quickly, they'll yeah. be like, mm, we should test this person's blood. Yeah, right. You kill a child, no one's ever like, shouldn't we test this guy That's for his right, urine? Yeah. Know what he's on, you know? Let's find out, but, yeah. Because the police, you know, you're dealing with a lot of scary shit. You know, sometimes you're dealing with some very powerful people. We know what like, you know, villains or gangsters look like. So a lot of time you got to take, you know, you may have to take like fucking steroids just to keep up with the people it's you're fine, running yeah, after. Yeah. Then your day as a beat, you may see some fucked up shit. Now, if you're seeing excitement, you have an adrenaline release. So when you finish an adrenaline in your system, what can you not do? Can't sleep. Yeah. So, sorry if you're a police person, you may be prescribed with sleeping pills 
or if you're seeing trauma that you're not used to, you're going to be prescribed antidepressants. Yep. All of these things have side effects, which we never discuss. No. And again, because you're in school and you've been taught, I have to raise my hand to talk to for this fuck who I don't even know. Yeah. They could have been sniffing coke the whole weekend. <laughs> but you don't know, but you are taught. True, but true. school was one of the reasons why it's so emphasized, because you're taught to just concede to authority. Well, this person says so, so I must know. That's right. There's people in the 50s now, or your grandmother's age, yeah. when she was your age, they'd be like, smoking? Hell yeah. I'm a doctor. I know it's called. Right, yeah. <laughs> you should give me yeah, in hospitals. Yeah, be fine. Yeah, they, they, they smoke in hospitals. So it's just, it's just. Um, it's funny that you bring that up because my, um, I suppose he would be my. He was my stepson. He's now uh, he's now a police officer, mm-hmm. and he's a police officer. I keep banging the table. He's a police officer. I don't know where he is, but it's in might be around the Croydon area. Um, but he was he was he messaged me after the first one of these and just said, you know. Talking about men, mental health, he goes, you, you, you don't realise what... He's only just become a police officer and you, you don't realise what they have to deal with on a daily basis. It's fast. Someone freaking out in a supermarket, yep. someone else... And, they, and like you say, they have to turn up and they have to assess the thing. They can't, they can't just go rolling in and just bang them up. Yeah, I remember... They have to go, right, police, let's you work you out why... You need to be a policeman, you know? No. Think about how, you know, you don't have to go to university to be a policeman and you're given a gun... And you, and you are put on the front line. Yeah. Like, we're talking about just even us even learning to even manage our own psychology. You're out there on the front line dealing with the psychology of the entire, of all of society. Yeah. And you're given policies which you may not even understand that you have to enforce. Yeah. At the, at the expense of your job. How, to, to suggest, and I'm not an advocate for the police and brutality, but to suggest that these people are seeing and doing what they're doing and no one is bringing it home and yeah. no one's being affected by it and they can still go and perform law enforcement without becoming fucked or... Some or that corruption would exist in the Catholic Church, but not in law enforcement. Yeah. That can only be that's a that can only be a function of this cognitive dissonance, or you being in school. And for me personally, I just think, I think yeah, school is that's where it begins. Yeah, that's where the problems begin. True. Men, yeah. That's where mental problems begin. That, that you when you are, if you're going to have debate and have discussions and you know and about things that motivate you, you're done. It's done within the confines of this person's put up their hand, this person yeah, puts their hand, yeah. or it's time to go, so the conversation ends. And you're, and, not that, achi- and you're not achieving, so you're letting everyone down, you're letting yourself down. Yeah. So you've got that self-doubt building up, because you, yep. you're like, well, oh, God, he's, he's, he's got those grades, but oh, I, don't, I haven't got those grades. And just because you've got different intellect, like you say. And it's, and it's, not, it's, not, and it's not inferior, it's just, no, it's where just different. one works where the other one works. You know, it's like, for example, some people who have, like, comedians I know who may have physical disabilities, but obviously their cerebral capacity. Yeah. Well, I mean, the smart, one of the smartest men in the world, like Stephen Hawking. That's right. You, you don't have your kinesthetic intelligence, you don't yeah. have your physical faculties, but cerebrally, you're more intelligent than most people yeah, on the planet. Right. I've had, so, I used to work with um, uh, children with mental and physical disabilities. We used to do this thing called Kids Camp, we used to take them to Thorpe Park and things like that. And that's why I learned that, that exact, that very same thing. Just yeah. because their body's not working, their brain is still there. And I've had it probably over, I'm probably overcompensating, so yeah, it's working, yeah, yeah. It probably works better and harder than most, yeah. most other people. And they're frustrated because they can't, because their thoughts are far superior to anything I could exactly, but they yeah. can't get it out. So they, so they sit there and they bite themselves and they, and they freak like out. Just they to feel, like I said, to feel yeah. something. Yeah, and you can't, and, because, and other people, I've had this at gigs, I had someone in the front row a little while ago, and he was in a wheelchair, and, and his mum was with him, and he was he was talking, he was communicating with a book, like he just pointed at this yeah, book. Yeah. His brain was there, man. He of was course. laughing, and he was there, but to actually communicate his thoughts was a was a 
problem. And I, and I started to chat with him and I'm like, right, I said, you got swear words in that book. And he was, and he started freaking out because he couldn't get to the pages quick enough. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it was brilliant. And you go, right, he's there. He's fucking there. And we had a, such a good time. His name was Sam. And it was brilliant. Yeah, and yeah. it was fucking great. Because, and, and just because you, and that's just because you're meeting him on an, uh, an equal level, yeah. just to have a normal exchange, which, Again, from a social engineering, he's fucking deprived of that. Yeah. So that's why, and even the swear word thing, swear words, and the reason why people enjoy them is just that because we have a common etiquette and we have a common narrative. So when someone defies that and they're like, fuck, especially when you hear a kid say it, it's yeah. like, holy <laughs> shit. Because it's just that small bit of defiance that just changes the stream of consciousness. That's why people go for it. But it's, yeah, I mean, it's like, dis- again, with disabilities, like, we're, we're so behind on the research we can do with that. Like, even, mm-hmm autism and stuff like and most people who have autistic children and stuff you can, you can tell you that there'll be one instance whereby that child and their ability to like focus on one particular thing mm. whether it's they excel if they excel numerically or just their idea to retain a certain level of information the, the harder we work to understand stuff like mental health like how that will be the next stage of our evolution yeah and, it, and but what we're doing instead and may worryingly is that we are giving over that power to uh, artificial intelligence mm. and I'm not saying necessarily that Artificial intelligence isn't necessarily bad, but you know, like Nietzsche said, it's like God makes man and man kills God. Yeah. And we are doing the same with artificial intelligence. This yeah, is a, something, well, something we've created naturally, yeah. which is now, like I said, it's, given, it's basically now working like a. Because it doesn't need to like be like anything cataclysmic. Mm. We've seen how people are affected just when people find out what people think of them, yeah. how much that can destroy you. And that's what social media provides, they're like yeah, a laxative right. for that, that same. Mind sphincter you're supposed to have to give you a filter. <laughs> Social media is a laxative, so now you're verbal diarrhea. So now we're all in the shit of our consciousness and stuff like that. So it's like, if your brain is a stream of consciousness, then social media is like a sewer because mm. it makes you dump shit out and like it becomes a cesspit of like human consciousness. And some of the stuff you're like, what the fuck is that yeah. like, at my feet? And once you take, so it's probably safer if you take a walk in your own head a lot of the time. So for me, and for me, so. What I do with, I guess, more on a day-to-day, like mentally, is the fact that like, I made the choice that I didn't want to be inhibited by social convention, how I thought. Mm-hmm. Because I know that then, 20 years ago, being around and having conversations, talking about stuff like gender fluidity and being around people who are androgynous or trans, yeah. I may have been a bit more apprehensive to speak to people like that. Not because I didn't like them or predisposed, but Just I was like, understand. I would think, yeah. what do I have in common with them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. After spending the time to unlearn that stuff, it's a, there's, there is nobody I am adverse to speaking to. No. There's nobody I'm adverse to interacting with because why would I? Everything, anything about the aesthetic is immaterial. It doesn't make a difference. Yeah. And I don't give a fuck what anybody thinks. Yeah. Unfortunately, though, the other side of that is that as a fucking heterosexual cisgender black man, people, when you open your mouth, people look at like you're fucking crazy because they're not used to someone speaking like this. No, of course so, not. Again, me speaking like this and defying what is the aesthetic means people shut down. So critics and stuff, they're not used to someone speaking like this. No. So they're like, well, he's taking on too much. And then they, and they all give, have an Icarus complex, like, oh, he thinks he's too smart, he's trying to take on too much stuff. My peers are like, what the fuck? Because people think, because I, I pick up on the, all the small nuances stuff, which it's just always been my nature anyway. Yeah. But, and that's positive, because it means you notice stuff and you can pick up on, for our line of work, like I said, you're picking up on that's right, yeah. psychological yeah. and physical cues. But when you're, if you're, if I'm saying to somebody, here's my problem, yeah. to most people they're gonna, he's gonna, it's going to just gonna yeah. destroy me. It's going to destroy me. So people build up defenses straight away. And I find most people, it's like, then they'll shut down and be like, you're being aggressive. You're accusing me of stuff. And so then I, I, so I leave it alone. But yeah. unfortunately with me and with most people, if you don't get that resolution of having an interaction with somebody, mm. then 
What's your left in your own head? Yeah. Just gonna. Because you find that. Do you find? Do you find a lot of the time? It's that if you, you you overcomplicate a situation. Yeah, you overanalyze all it because I've, yeah. I've not had the interaction with other people, and it's not always the case. But like I'd say, for me, the amount of people I can talk to openly, yeah. like outside of something like a podcast, like, like close friends, comedians are good to talk to, but mainly like close friends, my sister and my manager, because because people think I'm just trying to tell them that they're a piece of shit, and mm. it's not that. But it's like I'd rather have everything out and just let's have all of our insecurities and stuff, have all this stuff out address all of it and you know have a therapy session between someone you know and yeah, trust yeah, yeah. because that obviously we are lacking that which is why therapy and popular um, pop psychiatry has prospered so much is because we're too afraid to have this interaction with people that we share a bed with yeah man and it's fucking crazy like someone you're sharing someone you're like how don't let someone inside of your body if you're not going to let them inside of your fucking head <laughs> do you know what I mean that's nice do you yeah, know what I mean? yeah, yeah. So, so true that's man. how I see it yeah. man and going back to what you were saying like self love and uh, what I did when I had counselling and things like that was realise that like yeah it starts with me yeah yeah and in order for everything else around me to improve it always does yeah like you say just simple things like okay taking care of yourself yeah start eating a bit healthier yeah, yeah. make your bed put your clothes away the small things just, that just uncut yeah. and just and it's and the small rituals out. that unclutter your mind yeah and, and like yeah and it's holographic principle so it repeats it's just it's small things because you notice like when you're fucked it's like no one gives a fuck about me that's right when you're moving and you, yeah. like, and you don't need anyone's help, people are more inclined to help you. Of course you. they are, man. Because, they need, yeah. because, because, like I said, they're seeing the best part of you or what they perceive the best part of you. It yeah. activates the best part of them. It's like, oh, this person's going. A rolling yeah, stone gathers yeah, no yeah, moss. Yeah, that person looks like they're doing something. I want to be it. part of it. So, yes. And that's, I'd say it because we're a social species. So if you're aspiring and appearing to evolve, the people within your immediate social circle will want to do the same because you so appear true. to be moving. So yeah. A simple example, this podcast. Yeah, yeah. As suddenly people are wanting to... They wanted me to do stuff. They want me to do gigs, and because then you're they, like going, "Oh man, yeah." They see Whereas the positivity. Before, yeah, sitting, be, sitting back, going, "Fuck, fuck this, man." Yeah. Why are they? They've got that. Why have they got that? Why? What's going on? Yeah. Why haven't I got that? And the thing is, that's yeah. it. And it's not that it's why have they got that. It's that them having that make, reminds me I don't have anything. Yeah. That's what the issue is. It's not them. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not, not about it's, them. Yeah, it's not about them. It's yeah. that by seeing them having it, it makes me feel like I don't have. And that's again a large part of that comes from this capitalist engineering whereby. We work within what appears to be a zero-sum economy, where mm. it's like, for me to gain, someone has to lose. Yeah, yes. And we keep yeah, trying to make yeah. ourselves all right with that. But you to have those two, the, the uh, idea of zero-sum and humanity, where you're a social species, but you're supposed to be out for number one, they can't coexist. No. It's very hard for it to coexist. So it's like my friend said yesterday as well, he's like, you know what, yeah, you think about it, like, even if you did get, like, a, imagine you're a millionaire with a house, and no one comes to visit you. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because so obviously, because he knows I sometimes get anxious about my career, and he's like, yeah, it's all mm. well and good, but remember, I was like, you're a millionaire now, Dane, where you're going to go on holiday and, and have to yeah. make new friends every time you go on holidays. That's it's fucking long. You're, yeah. And buying friends and stuff. And again, that stuff will take a toll on you. Because when you talk about like suicide and mental health, people most affected by that are middle-class people, you know? Yeah, yeah. Middle-class men are the highest number of suicides. Yeah, and right. I think the reason why is because, I guess, when you're from the working class, then because such a large part of your existence is survival, yeah. then you already feeling the you're feeling yeah. the thrill of life just trying to get by every day. Yeah. When you're in the ruling class, well, your incentive is to maintain power. So you're controlling the middle classes and, and the working classes. Mm. So there's a motivation there because, well, you've obviously been taught that you're better than everyone. And also you're working to maintain like control mm. is a massive thrill in terms of and also you project control because there's parts of you can't control within yourself. 
Yeah, right. With politicians and stuff, it's like, because if you're a politician and stuff and you knew you actually had power, you wouldn't need to appeal to people for elect, to be elected mm. as such. You, you wouldn't need to. If you're a natural leader, you don't necessarily need to be like, vote for me and I'll make no. your promises. You're, you make like, it okay, happen. It's holographic yeah. principle. You're doing something now, Rich. Because you're leading by example, people are like, oh, Rich is doing good, so now I want him involved. Yeah. Whereas if you were like, oh, give me a gig and I'll, I'll do this. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Fuck, I'm with this guy. <laughs> so, it's, so it's the same, so it's, the same yeah, principle as a politician. Right, you don't need to aspire for power if you already have it. So the yeah. ruling class, their interest is wherever we're lacking, because like I said, they're born the same way you are. Yeah. They're born in the same way, covered yeah. in shit and mucus and crying Tears, like anybody else is. Yeah. But it's this idea of trying to separate themselves from this reality, so they try and control other people. Now, the, the problem is when you're in the middle class, you're in the middle, whereby your most of your basic physical needs and air, food, water, shelter are met. Mm. So you're not out here just trying to survive. And, you know, a lot of people came, you see strong when I came yeah, from the streets, yeah, I, had to, hustling, I had to yeah, fight for yeah. everything I had. Like, we all know that noble story of like, I, I fought for everything I had. You don't have that fight when you're in middle class. Also, you aren't really in control because you just do better than the working class, but you're not the ruling class mm. where you can determine policies that may ultimately benefit yeah, you yeah. or be a detriment to you or your, your family. So you're just in this limbo whereby you have a superior standard of living to these guys, which gives you a little bit of an obliviousness of mm. like, I guess the, just the human experience in the human spirit of triumphing and evolving and surviving yeah. and you know the whole Darwin experience is kind of being deprived of you because of capitalism and then you're not in power so you're just in the middle like you're like the middle child and again yeah, yeah, right. and then because of that well the people up here who seek to control people they don't empathise with you because they only care about control mm. people beneath you and this, is, and this is the complex that a lot of straight white men are dealing with as essentially the global middle class is that you know, they're like no my life isn't perfect either well we're all going to be like how the fuck isn't it yeah. <laughs> you're a white man straight white man yeah, and yeah, yeah. you would may have inner turmoil but because yeah. the suggestion aesthetically is that your life is perfect mm. you can't get you can't gain empathy from the, the control the ruling the working class either so we're like we won't mm. give a fuck because you're smart. doing better than we are yeah, so yeah. you're in this you're in the middle now so then now this detachment and this isolation comes whereby now you're seeing the narrative where women don't trust you yeah. and women talk about rape culture what the fuck and then you know the black and brown people the world are like we don't trust you so now you're more and more isolated and it's like yeah, well right. and isolation as we've talked about before on other podcasts it's the worst thing for it's the worst beings. thing yeah. so, then, so then when someone comes along and it's like no it's okay to be a white guy the problem is they're trying to take it away from you yeah. oh, they are trying to take it away uh, I'm not a racist no we're not racist come on it's different we're centrist and this is populism mm. and then, just come this way it's a little bit well this is, sounds a bit right wing no it's not right wing it's alt right come on man let's <laughs> try to have something for ourselves and you know this is what I mean when you have a whole collective consciousness and collective adolescent consciousness mm -hmm. most people are their worst people in school that's what you can you're trying to conform the most which is why now you're, it's a lot easier to see this mad stratification of human beings now where it's like okay but well, we're trans and we're feminists but we're turf so we're not feminists but we don't like trans it's very yeah, different yeah. and then we're black feminists and then we're Asian feminists and uh, we're right wing but we're, we're Hindu right wing and then we're Muslim but we're Sunni and, we're, and, then, mm. and then yeah but we're westernised and blah, 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 and we're Sufi and, and so it very easy nowadays to see that in the height of our technological advance, motherfuckers saying the earth is flat again. How crazy is that? Because all of that, all of that, all of that that you've just that you've just said, all those different labels and things that people are, and then flat earthers have gone. Well, we haven't got something that identifies us as to make us important. Yeah. The Earth's flat. Yeah, yeah. exactly. We need so something. that's it. So it's another thing because it's human beings striving to be important. So scared. And also, it's, and it's because. Social media has given us the God power that we always spoke about because it means, because 
if, if you were to qualify Godhood, there's three things. It's omnipotence, where you're like all powerful. Omnipresence, so you could be everywhere at the time. And omniscient, so you know everything. That's mm -hmm. your classification of a God. This is what social media gives you. Because yeah, you're trending, man. you know where everything's happening in the world, which is why anxiety is growing. Because before, <clears throat> there'd be a few tragic news stories when you read a tabloid or a broadsheet. Now you need to know every fucking shit thing that's happening in the yeah, world. Yeah, it's too much for us to handle. Yeah. Then you have like your... Um, Omnipotence, where like you know you're all powerful because pretty much everything is at the touch of your thumbs. Mm. So it's very hard for you to, to aspire to stuff, and you can create a false reality. So why are you going to aspire? So if you look at the line of social media and the line of childhood obesity, they're probably a big congruence there. And then yeah, cool. uh, yeah, and then you have um, what's the name? Omniscience is all knowing because now you can know how people think, yeah. who probably may not have been nice people, but you could work alongside them because no one's revealing their real self under corporate conditions. But now it's been revealed, and now we're seeing um, tweets and stuff from six years ago. So now you know how people think. It's a lot for human beings to handle this godhood that we've asked for. We weren't supposed to have it. So now people are like, oh shit, we are now standing at the precipice of human evolution. Mm. And that is scaring people. Let's go back to where the earth was flat. That was, yeah, yeah, that was yeah, safe. Yeah, that was okay cool. then. No, well, that, that was, was, that was yeah, right that was, yeah, that was yeah, safe. Let's start women, women did what they were told. Your children are right. Yeah, so that's, um, so you're seeing a yeah, lot of people. Let's have turnip for dinner. Yeah, yeah, people, yeah, yeah. Like, I, when I see like grown people, like, you know, because this is how we're living. Like, you know, people in their 30s and, and living, you know, sharing spaces with yeah. other people who they don't know very well. People in their 30s are now still living like students and, yeah, you know, and yeah. you still people, and then people, and because of that, uh, arrested development and long-term stuff, it's like yeah. people got housemates and stuff who don't clean up after themselves and people used to still maintain this adolescence. Whereas if you started moving into your own home and owning your own home, then you would need to observe more responsibility and you'd be more accountable for kids. Yeah. We're doing all this stuff later than we used to and people have been able to perpetuate their adolescence a lot longer than they used to. So yeah, that people man. can be obstinate and people can be vague and they can be hard to deal with in the house. There is no surprise that with this prolonged idea of people living in houses longer than they are, people dating longer than they are, that 42% of marriages are ended in divorce because it suggested to you that Choice is suggested to you so much mm. that everyone's just become spoiled. Yeah. yeah everyone's yeah, spoiled. Yeah. You know, because, you know, you never had the benefit of being outside of your town, whereas now you can go and you can travel a lot more, you can see a lot more, and you can interact with... You don't even have to leave your house to interact with people from another country on a very intimate level. Yeah. So people are now given this illusion of choice when... Again, we haven't evolved that much. You need no. someone, even though it seems to be nice and be validated, you, everyone, really want, everyone, just, everyone just wants to be loved and everyone wants someone that gets them. And like you say, anxiety is on the rise. And I was about to say, Liam Capaldi, the singer that's out at the moment. Yeah, yeah. I was listening to him on the radio on the way in and he's got, he, he's good because he, he had a panic attack while he was on stage. Yeah, so he couldn't handle it. Yeah. And Lewis Capaldi. No, Lewis Capaldi, that's yeah. it. Yeah, sorry. And he couldn't handle it. And he, and he goes, I'm going to have to do this my, my last song. And I was listening to it. Old school Rich was going, oh, for fuck's sake, man. Yeah, yeah. Of course it's stressful. We yeah. just got to get on with it. But then I was like, wow, it's affecting people like him on that level. Yeah, yeah. And then he was going, he's like, right, and at my gigs now, at the, the next gig he's going to do, there's going to be, there's going to be people there that will specialise, like nurses, and they're ready for people yeah. when it all becomes too much. And you go, fuck, what are we creating? Is that it? you've got to have these people on hand, like tents where someone's watching the gig and they go, I can't handle this. Because you, you have people that, I'm saying it's overstimulated. People are experiencing Godhood. And like, even biblically speaking, no one's supposed to see God. They used to say in the Bible, if you see God, you die. Because you can't fucking handle it. Yeah, and yeah. that's what you're creating. You're, you're giving people who have not had the mental faculties to even take a walk within their own brains. Mm. Now being given, bombarded with knowledge. Yeah. And knowledge is power, but power can short circuit shit, man. This, yeah, is, this, man. People, so exactly, this is people's fuses going. Yeah, Whereas that's why like, it's nice to take a step back yeah, and look and up. Because remember, you could, 
you could guess how people were thinking about you, but it was never a problem because you didn't know for sure. Yeah. Whereas now it's like everyone hates me. I know they do because I can see it. My, mm-hmm. my phone. Mm-hmm. What's this person thinking? What's this person thinking? You, you go. You haven't had the training to do that. You're going fucking crazy. It's true, man. It's, it's going to drive you crazy, man. That's why I love it. Stepping out, reading the book. Take a walk in your own mind. Write a write. A, draw a picture. Write a letter. Write something. Write your thoughts down. Call somebody and say hello yeah. to them, man. Just hearing human voice and these interactions, it will do so well for you. And even the thing is, like, because people always say, like, oh, you know, you're so lucky you're doing this and stuff like that. And it's like, I would say, I said, you know, I don't have to derive too much prestige from what we do because this is something you would have done with your friends and yeah. enjoyed doing it as, as, as I did because yeah. it was always that release for you and that catharsis right. that I can talk to my friends and have a, have a laugh with my friends. It yeah. eases us all of us, it's an icebreaker. And, you know, I think with most people, just need to do the same kind of thing where it's like, just spend some time with your friends, man. Like, when you get to that quantum of joy, yeah, when you're with your friends and you're laughing and we're having a fucking laugh, you're cracking up on a sofa. I don't, you, just that small quantum of that That's instance it. when we're all laughing. I don't care if you're rich, I don't care if I'm poor, yeah. black or white, it's just that one instance of joy is what everyone should like prescribe themselves at That's some right. point in their daily life. True, man. Yeah. Thanks, man. No, thanks, bro. I'm sorry, I've spoken so no, fucking no, no. much, but like, this has been yeah, yeah. brilliant. Oh, thank you very much, man. Perfect. Yeah, nice thanks, to meet you, man. Thanks thank for you. coming. But down. I'm saying, no, I appreciate it because, like yeah. I said, it's for, even for me as well. Sometimes just being able to have a stream of consciousness where I can just get this off, get it out, man. Because my because this is just the speed that my head goes at. So yeah. just getting it off without because people feel very daunted for he talking like that. Just think, what is where is he? What's no, his? no, no. It's, 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 it's just, this is just me. Like I said, for me, it's like. I'm being able to see the world in new eyes, and 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 I enjoy that, and I enjoy like having to like because even me like wherever I may have very uh, subconscious sexist beliefs and stuff, and it's being able to like just go straight and confront it and be like, what about women scares you? Yeah, and it's like that admission. Sometimes they might hurt me. I've been hurt before, and I'm scared I might be hurt. And if a girl says I'm ugly or my dick is small, then I just <laughs> and once you confront that, yeah. it's like, but is it really going to be a problem? No. no. So when people, well then women will take over. So what? <laughs> Give it a go. Yeah. Why not? They would. We, we've been fine so far. Yeah, they smashed and it. Because it's, like it well, it's not going well now. So try something new. Yeah, Try something new. So yeah, so yeah, my message, my message is love for people, man. Of yourself first, and then. Once you do that, everything else will Absolutely, follow. Absolutely, man. So enjoy. Ripple, so thank you so point. much for having me. And uh, and also, always thank you for always being like, uh, uh, yeah, a good voice in comedy as long as I've been doing it, man. So Thanks, I appreciate that. Man. Thank you for having me. Insane in the membrane. So that was Dane Baptiste. I mean, incredible. He just came in, he sat down, and off he went. And Paul and I, we just sat there just, just looking at each other going, holy shit. It just, it was brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. You know, I, it was insane how he went off on me. It was fucking great. Loved it. Loved every minute. The time just flew by as well. It was like all of a sudden it was like, oh shit, we've got to wrap this up. In it was in it was incredible. Absolutely brilliant. Hopefully you loved that as much as we love making it. Next time, Reese James picks holes in my interview technique. A good childhood, a good life. But apart I mean, from all that, apart know, from not being asked to do anything. That's quite that's too vague a question, I'd say, Reese. Was it? Yeah, this is the thing, I'm not Paxman, so... Have you had a good life? Had a good life, mate? <laughs> you know what, I'd actually love Paxman to ask that to an MP. Imagine that. They're talking... Yeah, what's your problem? Yeah. What was your life like before They're this? talking about legislation, quite a lot of detail, and then just, rather than pressing him going, give me an answer, he just goes, have you had a good life? Yeah. And then just see them had. blindsided <laughs> by that, going... <laughs> 
Well, oh, good point, good question. Oxbridge was good. <laughs> uh, Thanks to Zen on Gaku for the music and Jade Adams for the inspiration. Producer was Paul Daniels at darkhorsedigital.co.uk. Talk to us on Twitter and Instagram. This is Rich Wilson. Take care. Ta-da. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Made by darkhorsedigital.co.uk Shooting, live streaming and podcast production.